If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome back. This is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hey there, Todd. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I hope you are, too. I am. Thanks. Good. Um, we've got a lot to go over with Bring a Trailer. Yep. <clears throat> Let's start with yours. And I was watching because this auction just ended uh, before we went on the air today. Are these and from this last is, week or this week's? This is from last week's picks. Okay. Uh, 1970 Oldsmobile 442 W30. This was that orange with a white top and white interior. Right. It was. It went for ninety five thousand five hundred. Wow. A bidding war. Bidding war. That is that is insane. I could see yeah, that car insane. going for somewhere between twenty five and forty thousand. But come on. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and I, I think this one closed when we were on the air last week, but this was the 1973 Ford Mustang convertible. I call it the Mary Tyler Moore car. You know, like, right. Uh, and, but it only went for $18,000. And I thought that was a really good price for something that was, you know, nice like that. Um, let's see. The Subaru Impreza WRX STI, which had all those modifications. Right. It went for twenty four seven fifty. So somebody didn't make a lot of money on that. I paid that <laughs> just for those beautiful blue seats. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good deal for somebody, whatever, you know, whoever wanted that car. Now, uh, this one I thought was very interesting. The 1954 Studebaker Commander, which I thought looked very nice, but it went for 45000 which is pretty high for one of those. Wow. Yeah, 45000 Yeah, that's, that's um, a lot of dough. Yeah, and, and the 1956 Chrysler 300B that uh, I thought was a nicer car, actually, is because it was such a, you know, it had a good provenance and all the, you know, people who owned it and it was shown and, you know, Chrysler used it to show uh, when they brought out their new 300. Um, it went for 47000 which is a good price, but it's, you know, the Studebaker was almost the same amount of money. Right. Yeah, yeah that Studebaker so. was uh, was a neat car. Yeah. Yep, I think so too. Now, let's see what I picked from last week. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, let's. I had a nineteen seventy nine. No, no, that that's not it. Uh, this was from three ten. I know it's here somewhere. I've got my list here. Um, hmm. No, 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 no. Uh, here it is. Yes. Um, 1966 Studebaker Cruiser. Uh, that went for 9000 Uh Let me see. What else here have I got? And uh, went for nine. Oh, there it is. The 1989 Mercedes-Benz uh, S560 went for fifteen thousand five. I think that went while we were on the air. Uh, the 2004 Lexus IS with a very very low mileage sold for twenty five thousand fifty dollars. Uh, 
the 2017 Ford Shelby Mustang GT350 sold for $58,000, which I thought was a little low considering it was a, you know, a very low mileage car with a lot of options on it. But right. that was about what the sticker price originally was on it. Uh, the 1957 Mercedes uh, 190 SL that had been owned by a family for many, many, many years, that went for 97000 And it wow. was a beauty and it had a lot of bids at the end. And then the 1992 Dodge Ram Charger, uh, which was the two-door SUV thing. Now, I thought it was in extremely nice condition. It sold for what I thought was a low 31500 And almost all of the comments from uh, from uh, the, the the people on Bringer Trailer said that this will be on this will be flipped for another twenty thousand dollars by the dealer who bought it. Hmm. So they're going to ask over fifty thousand dollars for it. <laughs> they're rare. They're low mileage. This was an exceptional condition, so somebody got a good buy. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I I just thought it was a little low. I'm surprised. So it uh, it it well it did well. Um, okay, so this week, let's just start with what we've got here. Um, yours, the first one I have here is a. You now, why is it doing that for me? Um, <laughs> the, when you hear can. that noise, that's somebody making a bid on on something. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a <laughs> that, that that noise is for. And I thought I had silenced. I you know I guess it had gone off. Okay. That silences it now. Uh, 1979 Ford F-250 Custom 4x4. Uh, let's see what it says here. I like it. It actually looks pretty good. A very simple-looking truck. Now, um, you know, the first three vehicles that I picked this week, um, I had a little bit of a theme. I was disappointed, actually, that there were only three vehicles that I could put in this theme because I was going to do originally all of my uh, picks were going to be from this. Um, 1979 is the year that I turned 16 years old and got my driver's license. Ah. So I took cars that were brand new in the year that I began driving this year. And uh, it's funny because uh, my dad had an F-250 uh, pickup truck. Really? Yep. Well, this is – what year was it? Was it 79? I think it was a couple of years earlier. Ah. It, was it an F-250? Yep. Ah, so it was a heavy-duty one. Yeah. He would previously had uh, one of the um, – uh, I think it was the Ranger, the old Ranger um, that he had prior to that, and uh, – and we looked at one that was almost identical to that. I think it was like a 72 or 3, not too many weeks back. And we talked a lot about remembering the pain in the ass that the bench seat was. <laughs> yeah, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, you, you slide that all over That was one of the it, things I remember. All over it. I remember. Not, not good. I remember when we went into Deal Ford in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, to buy the new truck, the F-250. And I recall going in, and the first thing I did when I got into uh, it, before we took any test drive, is I said, I want to get in and I want to feel the seat. you know. And it was this nice, comfortable, cushiony seat. And I was like, okay, we can get this, we can get this truck. Because I did not want to have another one of those back pain express uh, bench seats that we had in the original uh, pickup truck that he had bought. 
I, e- even cloth would have been welcome. I remember the the vinyl just being incredibly uncomfortable, especially yeah. in the heat. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, th- this one's only bid up to 800, 8100 right now. Let me read what it says here. Um, uh, this nineteen seventy nine Ford F two fifty is a single cab four x four that was delivered new to Gerald uh, Adkins Ford of MacArthur, Ohio, and was reportedly owned by a mining company in Ohio before being acquired by the selling dealer in late twenty twenty. Uh, the truck is finished in blue over black and powered by a 351 cubic inch uh, V8 mated to a C6 three-speed automatic transmission with a dual-range transfer case. Uh, factory equipment includes cab lights, woo, auxiliary uh, heat, uh, auxiliary rear springs, uh, and an amateur and oil pressure gauges, an AM radio, a sliding rear window. Uh, this is all good if you're carrying a camper, probably. Um and a custom trim package. Uh, work performed prior to the selling dealer's acquisition include replacing the brake lines, front calipers, uh, rear wheel cylinders, uh, and distri- distributor cap and rotor, as well as repairing the blower motor and servicing the transmission. Uh, it's now offered in New York with a deluxe Marty report, uh, factory literature, and service invoice, and a clean Ohio title. It has... Uh, it says 1,700 miles on it, but it says total mileage unknown. That's it's got to be turned over at least once, maybe twice. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if it's if it's owned by a mining company, it's probably oh, yeah. you know you know it's gotten so, the workout. Yeah, I mean, it it looks very very simple. I just don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles in it, and you know, unless you're going to use it to you know transport something you know heavy, you know, have it at your cabin or something like that. I I, I I'll be interested to see what it actually sells for. Yeah, I know that the F two fifty that we had it had the extended cab, not the full back seat, right? <clears throat> but the partial back seat, right? There yeah. was something back there you could throw yeah. stuff back. It there. was a it was not as elongated as it was with the full four door model or or the uh, you know the full back seat. I remember it being right. tight getting in there even as a kid, but but you could you know, and that was. That was kind of a blessing too, from when we upgraded from the the uh, smaller truck to that one, so that the whole family could go places together in it. You know, right, right. Okay, now you're staying with your 1979 theme for the time being, and this is a 1979 Porsche 930 Turbo, uh, and it ends in six days. Current bid forty six thousand. Now let's see what it says here. Uh, this 1979 Porsche 930 Turbo is finished in metallic gray over black leather and is powered by a turbocharged 3.3 liter flat six paired with a four-speed manual transaxle. Uh, equipment includes a limited slip differential, front and rear uh, a spoiler, uh, fog lights, 16-inch wheels, a sunroof, uh, sports seats, air conditioning, and a Blaupunk cassette AM-FM stereo. Um, cosmetic meta- mechanical overhaul was carried out in 2015. That included repainting the body, reupholstering the interior, and rebuilding the engine and gearbox. Boy, they did everything. Yeah. Uh, the car was acquired by the current owner in 2018, and a fluid service was recently performed. This 930 Turbo shows 118,000 miles and is now offered on dealer Assignment with service records, owner's manual, accessories, a Porsche certificate of authenticity, and a clean South Carolina title. So, what drew you to this besides it being kind of a cool looking car? Uh, again, it was one of only three cars that were 1979 models. So, <laughs> that's how it made it into the criteria, say, over any other 
uh, car like that. But uh, but I didn't see it being a, a bad pick either. No, I, I think it's a really nice car. I think, especially somebody else has spent all the money to redo the uh, the interior, the rebuild the engine, and repaint the car. Yeah, I mean, you know, some someone spent a lot of money doing that, and uh, we'll see if they get their money back. But it's uh, right now it's forty six thousand in six days. It'll close. All right. Now the next one was a twenty six year old nineteen seventy nine Jeep CJ five. These are actually pretty popular on the used market. Yeah, you know, I'm the sure. Jeep CJs. I, I, you know, I have a lot of friends. Are, people who, love to bounce around. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are Jeepers and they love those CJ fives. And I have, uh, unfortunately, one of my friends who passed away long before his time. He was in his thirties, and um, he owned uh, he owned uh, one forever. And I swear he must put six times more money into it than he paid for it but uh he certainly got his use out of it that that's true i will talk a little bit more about the jeep cj when we get back this is todd bianco with john mcmullen you're listening to all revved up on iHub radio Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And uh, we were talking about a uh, 1979 Jeep CJ5 before the break. Right. And you were talking about friends that have had these cars and that love these things. They bounce around. They're really uncomfortable, but I guess they're fun to drive when you're you know climbing over rocks and things. Yep. So let's see what this says. It says this 1979 Jeep CJ5 was acquired by the seller in June of 1995 and received a body off refurbishment approximately 25 years ago. Work is said to have included a repaint uh, in Arrowhead Silver and rebuilding the 304 cubic inch V8. Shifting is through a three-speed manual transmission. Wow, just three, huh? And a dual-range transfer case. And the truck features a three-inch lift and a B-spop, B-stop, soft top can't even say it b-stop soft top with vinyl with vinyl soft doors additional equipment includes a weld 15 inch wheels uh power assisted steering and brakes uh black vinyl high back bucket seats a six point uh, roll cage and a tilting steering column the cj5 is offered in california with a refurbishment with refurbishment records manufacturer's literature and 1979 jeep brochure uh service invoices since 1995 and a spare set of wheels a fitted car cover and a clean montana title i guess they're just trying to dodge the 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 sales tax so <clears throat> this is uh let's see its current bid is ten thousand dollars and then closes in six days i have a feeling it's going to go for at least double that and maybe more probably 
Where is it at right, know, uh, right now? It's in Grass Valley, no, California. Uh, no, I meant and, in terms of the price. Uh, the bid. Oh, it's at $10,000. Yeah. Oh, it'll go for much higher than that. It'll go much higher, yeah. Grass Valley, I don't know where that is, but the, you know, the zip code is 95949, yeah, which it, means it's it, way northern California. Somewhere. It's outside of the uh, of the Bay Area. Yeah. It's north of there somewhere, yeah. Okay. And your next car is a... Uh, 44,000-mile 2002 BMW 330Ci. So this is the coupe version of the 3 Series. And you like this because uh, it's a sweet little car. Yeah, I, I'm trying to recall. Uh, I need to bring it up on my computer uh, yeah. why I selected well, let me, that. Let me read what but it says But I thought, first, first says, of all, um, it was a no-bid auction, if I recall right. right. No reserve, right. No, yeah, re- no reserve, No yeah. reserve, uh-huh. I meant. Um, and <laughs> No bid. That would be a very yeah, feeling auction. Um, I bid zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was uh, no reserve, and it was uh, BMW. Looked like it was in pretty good shape. It had a day left to go, and it looked to me like it, it was going to go for a steal. Yeah, so far it it looks like that. And you're only talking forty four thousand miles. These cars are really. This is the purest BMW. You know, this is really the fun to drive. This is what, you know, BMW kind of made their reputation on making these kinds of fun cars. It says this 2002 BMW 330Ci is finished in silver over a gray Montana leather and is powered by a three liter inline six paired with a five speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes self washing xenon headlights. Uh, 17-inch alloy wheels, anti-lock brakes, dynamic stability control, automatic climate control, cruise control, and a BMW business CD stereo with a Harman Kardon audio system. Uh, The car has been uh, registered in Illinois since new and was acquired by the seller in in December of 2020. Uh, This E46, which is the generation, its internal code, factory code designation, this E46 coupe has 44,000 miles and is offered at no reserve with factory literature, uh, documents pouch, a clean Carfax report, and a clean Illinois title. And it doesn't look like it's rusted out or been destroyed by snow. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I think you have to be concerned about because of where it's coming from is not just snow, but um, salty air. Right. They have pictures of the undercarriage, and it looks pretty pristine. Somebody kept this out of the Elements. out of the muck, basically. Yeah. At least that's what it, what it appears from the pictures. Right. I'm sure people are a little leery of it, but if you look at the – they they have lots of pictures of the undercarriage because everybody knew that was going to be a question, right? Right. You know, how bad, how it's bad coming is it? It's from the Midwest, I don't see any and rust. it's been in the rust belt. You know, it's – Yeah. That's always a, a tough thing. Yeah, it's always a concern. All righty. So we'll see what that, that, that closes tomorrow. And then your uh, last car is, I really like this car because you rarely, rarely see them. This is a 1988 Mazda RX-7 convertible, uh, five-speed. Uh, so, you know, these were done at the factory. You, you just didn't see that many of them. Right. You know. I don't, they, I don't think I ever saw one. Uh, Every one I think that I could remember as I was thinking about this earlier was a hard top. Right, the hardtop coupe. So this this came from the factory this way. This did, you know this wasn't a, you know this wasn't an aftermarket. Somebody you know right. chopped it off. I mean this came from the factory. Uh, let's see what it says here. 
Um, this 1988 Mazda RX-7 convertible is finished in silver over blue and is powered by a 1.3-liter rotary engine paired with a five-speed manual transmission. Equipment includes a soft top with a removable uh, roof panel, uh, 15-inch uh, basket weave wheels, pop-up headlights, air conditioning, uh, CD, stereo cassette, and power accessories. I think it's going to be really cool, but right now it's uh, $4,500 and it closes in six days. Yep. We'll see so we'll, where it goes. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more, bring a, co- bring a trailer after the break. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen, all wrapped up. I have radio. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we're talking Bring a Trailer this hour, and we're on to my picks. And my first pick is a truck. It's a 1986 Isuzu Trooper 2, 4x4, with a five-speed manual transmission. Now, I remember these being really super popular in the day. There were lots and lots of these roaming around uh, Los Angeles, where I was where I was living at the time. And you don't you know, obviously Isuzu isn't in the market here anymore. But you don't see these. You don't see the Trooper very much more. You know, I don't don't see them anymore. Good. So Sorry. good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so this it it also resonates because where it was sold. It says this uh, 1986 Isuzu Trooper Two is a three door wagon with deluxe trim that was delivered new at Vista Isuzu in Woodland Hills, California, which is where I went to school, and reportedly remained with because there's still Vista Ford uh, and Vista Lincoln Mercury, you know, in the same location. Sure. Uh, reportedly remained with its first owner until the seller's purchase in January of 2021. So it was owned for a very, very long time uh, by the same person. The truck is finished in uh, light topaz metallic uh, over beige cloth and is equipped with fog lamps, uh, wind deflectors, roof rails, and air conditioning, uh, chrome lower cladding, and a uh, a smithy built rear bumper have also been added. Powers from a 2.3 liter inline four paired with a five speed manual transmission and a dual range transfer case. August 2020, service is said to have included replacement of old gasoline. I guess it was sitting for a long time. Uh, a carburetor rebuild, a fuel filter, uh, and an oil change. The trooper shows 114,000 miles and is offered at no reserve with a clean Carfax report, a window sticker, owner's literature, service records, a repair manual spare wheel uh, and jack and a clean california title it's in san diego um i just i was just dis- i don't like the brand name isuzu it sounds like somebody sneezing to me <laughs> i'm sure it means more in japan probably so. i'm sure i'm sure people don't see it that way for, for where, where it came from but this one you know 
it, it's in this is not a repaint they don't show they don't talk talk about it being repainted or anything someone has kept this in an extremely good condition the seats look like they're not worn. i mean they must have had covers on them because the seats don't look like they're hardly worn at all um the dash isn't beat up or cracked. I, I just was surprised at the, you know, at, uh, and, and and by the, you know, 114,000 miles for something this old really isn't that many miles. But, uh, you know, they've got a stack of all the repair receipts from when it was new. Um, I don't know. This is one of those, you know, utilitarian things that, you know, somebody's going to want for, uh, for, for, you know, for, you know, their cabin or for someplace. But it's, it's, I think it's a pretty nice, you know, a nice condition for its age and everything else. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But in, in you know, the California plates are original on it from when the car was new. So, uh, it, it, it's, it's only, let's see. It's a no reserve. It ends tomorrow, and the bidding is only at forty nine twenty five. So I don't know if it's going to go for a lot of money, but I do think it's in very nice condition for a car this age with uh, uh, this so many miles on it. So <clears throat> I'll be interested just because I just don't see very many of them. Right now, the next the next car I picked wasn't a car, and I picked it because I never had toys like this when I was a kid. Okay. This is a 19, I think, I think they, they call it a 1965, but at any rate, uh, Alfa Romeo 158 pedal car. It's this adorable little car you give to your kid, I guess, to yep. pedal around it's a your driveway car. or your estate. Yeah, some it's, kid was really lucky to get that for their birthday or for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, this is this this was not cheap when it was new. I mean, you know, no. it, it says that this children's pedal, pedal car was built to resemble an Alfa Romeo 158 race car of the 40s and features a steel bodywork with a single uh, seat cockpit finished in red with Alfa Romeo and Clover decals. It is equipped with a you know two pedal drive system as well as chrome wheels and trim. The little car is thought to have been produced by a. Uh, uh, Giordana of uh, Bologna, Italy in the 60s and was acquired by the seller in January of 2021. Um, you know, it's already selling for $2,700 and it yeah. ends uh, it ends in, in eight minutes. So maybe, uh, you know, we'll see what it sells for before we're off the air today. But, um, you know, I just thought it was cool. I, it, it I, was, say, I never it, had a car like it, I never had a pedal car when I was a kid like this. It def know? definitely was cool. Um, it reminded me of when I was a kid uh, and I was, I guess, five years old. My dad and mom took me and my cousin on a trip down from Seattle down to Disneyland and, and then to Knott's Berry Farm. And then before we concluded the trip, we went by helicopter up to San Francisco and my favorite part of going to San Francisco was not riding the cable cars as a kid. It was going to FAO Schwartz. And anybody who's uh. ever been to FAO, uh, whether the flagship store in New York or the, the one that was in San Francisco that was pretty huge as well uh, down in Union mm -hmm. Square, um, right. or the ones that they eventually opened up and built around the country, um, you know that the cool thing about the feo schwartz catalog and store are that they had toys that you didn't see at any other toy store and that included like these replica model kitty cars of right. really nice cars and i yeah. always felt pretty jealous that i couldn't get one of those cars as a kid 
Yeah, I thought they were really cool. I never had one like this as a kid, that's for sure. I never had a pedal car, but I mean, the, the, this one was pretty cool. And yes, I'd been to FAO Schwartz. I did. I haven't been to the. I never went to the San Francisco one, but it was at the New York one, and it was pretty astounding. Yeah. In its day, it's too bad it's gone. Well, in its day, the one that was in San Francisco was almost as good as the flagship store in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I would expect it to have been. Um, all right, my next car is a 1972 GMC Sprint, and you just didn't see. Okay, GMC Sprint. What the hell is that? You ask. It's basically a, a, a Chevy El Camino, but it's you know the the GMC version of it. Right. Um, and I almost never see the GMC version of that of the El Camino. I see the El Camino, but I almost never see the GMC version of it. And that's one of the reasons I picked this particular car. Um, let's, let's see what this says. And, and the, the color is very reminiscent. I think my dad's wagon was this color. Um, this 1972 GMC Sprint is finished in metallic green with black stripes over beige vinyl and is powered by a numbers matching 350 cubic inch V8 paired with a three-speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes a 15-inch body colored wheels. Uh, so they're green wheels. Um, power assisted brakes and sweet. steering. Uh, yeah, tubular exhaust headers. Uh, dual exhaust system aftermarket uh, gauges uh, bench seat and alpine cd stereo the car was delivered new to george nielsen motor company of dodge city kansas and was acquired approximately three years ago by uh, the museum of automotive icons in manhattan kansas where it has been since the since being kept on uh, where has since been kept on display the sprint is now offered by the seller on behalf of the museum with a build sheet and a clean kansas title so and it shows 2,000 miles on it, but total mileage is unknown. Maybe I'm sure it's been rolled over once. But, you know, it, it, for what it's worth, it's in very nice condition for its age and for, you know, it was basically a work truck. I mean, you know, for the people used it for that. Yeah. Um, you know, but it has a vinyl roof. And what more could you want but a vinyl roof on an El Camino or, or I guess, a GMC Sprint? <laughs> So current bid is at $9,200 and it ends in two days. Okay. My your, next car your, is one that you would pick. Your next it's car I did pick. In fact, uh, the, the, no, uh, the no reserve car that we were talking about uh, in mind, the first one, um, which was mm. the uh, Mercedes, I think. Yes. Was, yeah. Um, that was, uh, this was originally that pick. And then when I saw your list, because I didn't read it before I went in and picked my own, I was like, oh, well, I'll give it to Dodd because he's already done all of his homework, and that's what I get for being second in in line this week. That's right. But I I, I thought this was amazing just because of— Oh, I love it. it's a survivor. This is a 1981 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am WS6 four-speed, and it's uh, it has 18,000 miles on it. It's, and it looks it too. I mean, it looks it's very, sexy. very new. Yeah. I mean, so let's see what it says about it. It says that this 1981 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am is finished in light blue over optional dark blue velour cloth and is powered by a five liter V8 paired with a four speed manual transmission and a limited slip differential. Equipment includes the WS6 Special Performance Package, uh, removable glass roof panels, uh, bucket seats, a shaker hood, air conditioning, and a Delco AM-FM stereo cassette radio. The car was originally delivered to Colvin Pontiac of Denver, Colorado, and instead of to have remained in Colorado, 
in, in Colorado under single-family ownership until its recent acquisition by the selling dealer who notes that the car was last registered in 2008. The mufflers were replaced in preparation for the sale. This Trans Am shows 18,000 miles and is offered with a build sheet, a copy of the original dealership invoice, uh, Pontiac Historic Service uh, documents, and T-top storage bags, and a clean Ohio title. Yeah, it's, I, I love really this car. I love the color. I love the interior, the velour interior. I love the fact that it's a T-top. I love the wheels on it. Uh, I love the fact that it's got the... Um, firebird emblem on the hood but it's right. not overpowering like it is with the gold on black or the black right. on it's, other it's colors blue on blue basically it's, it's a bl- blue on blue but it's almost like it's a watermark not uh, right. a decal yeah, it's 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 it really does because the the firebird is in two tone blue and the and the car is blue, so it it blends in very very well with it. The only thing I wish that this car had on it that would make it to me like the perfect uh, classic sports car is if it had the pop up uh, headlights, but that's it. I mean, right, yeah, but I think yeah, it they didn't so, have it this no. year. But yeah, it's it's very cool. Yeah. So bidding is at $23,000. It ends in two days. Now, my next pick was I just I, I fell in love with just the looks of these cars. I, I, I don't know what it is about these cars, but uh, this is the 1970 Dodge Charger RT. Wow. And it is it is this one has hidden headlights for you, John. Yeah. I mean, this 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 one is 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 just incredibly gorgeous uh it's 1970 dodge charger rt was assembled in st louis missouri has been and was delivered new to our uh, tangway yeah, automobiles tangway in quebec automobiles. canada how do you pronounce it tangway tangway yeah yeah uh, the car has been refinished in its factory delivered orange over a refreshed matching orange interior and but it's not orange orange and it's sort of a burnt orange and it's 440 cubic inch v8 is paired with a three three-speed automatic transmission other features include a white vinyl roof uh hideaway headlights uh, weld wheels, front disc brakes, power windows, and a CD player. This charger was acquired by the selling dealer in late 2020 and is now offered with the build sheet and a copy of its window sticker and California title in Torrance, California. Um, the repaint is stunning because it uses the original color, but they changed the color of the stripes and they changed the color of the vinyl roof. It used to have black stripes and a black vinyl roof, and I think it looks stunning with the white. Yeah, it's it's definitely a neat muscle car. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrific. I love the hidden headlights. What more could you want? Yep. Um, this is Todd. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHeartRadio, Radio, and we'll be right back with more Burner Trailer. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. 
That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hey, Todd. I saved the best for last. This is a 1983 Mercury Lynx LS five-speed. <laughs> and a Lynx is an Escort, a Ford Escort. Yes. <laughs> yes. But this one's a special one. <laughs> this uh, 1983 uh, Mercury Lynx LS three-door hatchback is finished in white with red pinstriping over red cloth and it's fleur and is powered by a 1.6 liter inline four paired with a factory option five-speed manual transmission. The car was delivered new to Krug Lincoln Mercury in Dearborn, Michigan and was acquired by the seller in April of 2020. Features include a center console with graphic warning display, speed control, and AM FM cassette stereo. Stereo, a rear window. I know a rear window. Did defroster. you know that the guy who invented the cassette died today? No, really? Yeah, wow, he must have uh, been pretty uh, old. One of I our guess. listeners yeah. sent that to me. Wow, he had apparently quite an they did a story I mean, on it today on NPR. Very, very well. I mean, I'm, I'm kids today would never remember them, but I do. Um, let's see, AM, FM, uh, cassette stereo, rear window defroster, and. Dialed 13-inch wheels. A period Ameritech car phone is installed. I can't wait to try to turn it on. And, and the oil was changed in preparation for the sale. The Lynx shows 44,000 miles and is offered at no reserve with manufacturer's literature, a warranty identification card, a clean Carfax report, and a clean South Carolina title. <clears throat> Let's see. The three-door hatchback body is finished in white with red pinstriping, and it has special Lynx LS and five-speed badges are affixed to the rear hatch. And additional equipment includes, you know, uh, rear windshield wiper, chrome wheel well trim, side moldings, and bumper and impact bumpers with rubber uh, rub strips. Uh, the interior features seats uh, upholstered in medium red cloth with a matching dashboard, carpet, and panels. It's red everywhere. The center console incorporates a graphic warning display. Additional amenities include that we talked about all the various things. Now, why is this special too? It Well, first of all, it was uh, the, a copy of the original sales invoice shows the delivery to the dealer, uh, but the, the the coup d'etat is that it has it was the car was featured in a car and driver article after winning the editor's choice award at the 2017 Rolling Sculpture Car Show in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> huh. <laughs> So let me read what Car and Driver said about it. It says, The Missing Lynx, 1983 Mercury Econo Car wins Car and Driver's major award in Ann Arbor. Maryland's Hills, 34-year-old Econo Box, remember this was 2017, is our choice among 300 rolling sculpture cars lining the streets of downtown Ann Arbor, Michigan, in the annual event. More than 300 cars turned out for the annual rolling sculpture car show, a summer fixture in downtown Ann Arbor, and we couldn't uh, let such a thing happen under our noses without driving uh, without diving in headfirst. 
at the events, as the events name suggests, it celebrates the pretty and the artful. So why did we choose to give our Editor's Choice Award to a 34-year-old Econobox? Because, heck, they just don't make them like, <laughs> like this anymore. Marilyn Hill's 1983 Mercury Links may not be the sort of thing most enthusiasts think of when they say co- collector's car, explained Car and Driver's future editor, uh, Jeff Sabatini, who uh, presented the award. But it, it was clear from the moment... Uh, from the moment she started talking about her prized possession, that she loves that car as much as any of the guys in Corvettes and Mustangs. Oh my lord! It's also it's also a time capsule, complete with period car foam. This well-preserved example is is even an orphan car. The mild, you know, the mildly uh, flashier Mercury badged version of the Ford Escort, a two-door hatchback that you may have regarded as a throw as a throwaway cars at the time, and many still do but look at it you can't buy a new mercury for for love or money because they you know mercury the brand is gone um, but, but here's one as good as new just driving around in traffic hill told us she inherited the car and used it as a daily driver only briefly before deciding it was better to preserve it than to use it up so they go on to say, we're a new car magazine, website, uh, and buyer's guide, uh, says Sabatini, and there was no vintage vehicle parked in downtown Ann Arbor Friday night that looked more like it had just rolled out of the showroom. So <laughs> she got the award. <laughs> wow. And she's she's uh, and there's a picture of her, and she's a older lady in this picture but um you know she loved that car and and this is that car so it's famous it was you know featured in a car and driver article so it has provenance boy is it it red 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 there, you know, you're, you're, but you know, the reality is that when you look under the hood, they've got pictures of it, and you know, the, the the car looks like it's new. There's, you know, there's no part of it that doesn't look like it just sort of, you know, got pushed out of a showroom, uh, with, you know, anywhere from the, you know, the engine looks clean underneath, and there's, you know, only a little bit of oxidation. It doesn't show any. And remember, this is a Michigan car too, and if you, you know, it has all the under, you know, the the pictures of the undercarriage of the car. It's not rusted. It's not, you know, it's not destroyed. You know, there's little, you know, t- t- you know, hints of rust here and there. But overall, this car is in stunningly good condition for its age. Now, I don't know what it's going to sell for, but. You know, the bidding is only at twenty five hundred dollars right now, and it ends in and it ends in five days. So it'll end up going up somewhat higher, but I doubt it's going to sell for more than ten thousand uh, dollars. No, it's not going to sell for ten. <laughs> it's too red. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's it's a special it's a special little car. You're not going to see another one like it because you're not going to see another Mercury Lynx because all of them, you know, where they are now. <laughs> Yeah, they've all been turned into cubes of iron. That's exactly right. They've been put through a crusher. What's left of them? If they didn't rust away, they've been put through a crusher, and they're gone. So, you, so you're just not going to see another one like this for for a long time to come. So, uh, I hope so I not. had to include it for the for that purposes. So, you know, um, let's just see for a second now. I was going to go check to see if the if the little Car sold, little but her pedal taste car in cars yes, isn't that surprising considering her taste in handbags. <clears throat> oh, yes. Her taste in handbags is not exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but the little, but the little pedal car sold for $2,700, which is probably what it cost new at FAO Schwartz. Probably. <laughs> 
I've had a lot of fun this hour, John. Thanks for joining me. Uh, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You've been listening to All Reft Up on iHub Radio, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Todd. Thanks.